This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. From Studio A at Trine University, this is Trine Talk. Lydia Tremaine is a psychology major here at Trine University. Lydia, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. I I didn't know that we had Miss Indiana here on campus. Uh, You were Miss Indiana 2018? Correct. What an accomplishment. How did you get involved with pageants? So I come from Kinderville, Indiana, which is not far from Angola. And in Kinderville, we're actually labeled Crown Town because of our heavy involvement with the Miss America organization. We've had three Miss Indianas, me being the third, and five Miss Indianas Outstanding Teens. Um, And I actually got involved in the teen program because when I was 12 years old, I met my first Miss America. And the only Miss Indiana that's ever gone to be Miss America, her name is Katie Stam Irk. And for some reason, she decided to visit Kinderville, Indiana during her year of service as Miss America. And I remember I was a tomboy at the time, had severe social anxiety, but I knew I liked to sing. And I saw her sing on stage and I had the opportunity to meet her afterwards. And when she spoke to me, she had such confidence and spoke about how this organization wasn't a beauty pageant, but a scholarship opportunity for performers like me and would give me um, options to get scholarship money, speaking opportunities. And I wanted to exemplify everything I was seeing in this woman. I wanted to be confident like her. I wanted to be able to get on stage like her. So I decided to get involved as a teen and 10 years later, won Miss Indiana, finally myself. Uh, Reality TV sometimes can cast pageant moms in a bad light or the whole thing as being kind (laughs) of, uh, you know, uh, superficial and, uh, you know, insane, uh, Mm -hmm. depending on what you look at. What are some of the misconceptions about pageants and the whole experience? Yes. So, well, first and foremost, I'm so blessed. My mother, um, to be very blunt, I love my mom. Uh, I always like to say, and she likes to say she's too gay to function. So she's actually very masculine in the fact that uh, she never really cared about you know, materialistic things. And she raised me to be very authentic. She came out when I was 12 years old in Kinderville, Indiana, which was a very hard thing to do and always taught me that it's about authenticity. It's not about looking how people want you to look, being who people want you to be. And so she never pushed being a certain image on me. She never pushed uh, looking perfect or sounding perfect or being perfect all the time. So I didn't have a pageant mom, a crazy someone who pushed me into this against my will. I got involved in this organization because I wanted to grow. And I saw the young women in this organization, winning full rides to colleges, being able to speak in front of people. I traveled the state 38,000 miles in a year to advocate for keeping the arts alive in schools. It's a full-time job. It's not judged on beauty anymore. We got rid of the swimsuit competition. Um, We are judged on how we speak, what we want to do with our year of service and our talents. That was very controversial uh, when they got rid of the swimsuit competition. Some of the competitors wanted to keep it. Some of them Mm -hmm. wanted to take it out. seems like in 2019, you you kind of have to take it out, right? You know, and to be very clear, I don't even think it's about the timing of why we need to take it out. Our, Our organization, we have claimed for about, you know, 
couple decades now to be a scholarship competition mm -hmm. compared to that of a beauty pageant like Miss USA. Mm -hmm. I think Miss USA should have swimsuit, and here's why. They claim to be a beauty pageant. They're uh, giving their women modeling contracts. So I think it makes sense for them as a brand to have the swimsuit competition. It's totally fair. I don't think it's um, you know taking anything away from the women. They want to do that. They want to be models. Our organization claims to be a full-time job, an advocate for Children's Miracle Network hospitals, an advocate for our platform. So when we're claiming that and we're claiming we're scholarship-based, we don't need it. Our organization, it was time to get rid of it a long time ago because that's not what the job is. So leading up to Miss Indiana pageant, do you mm -hmm. have to win a bunch of preliminary pageants to qualify for Miss Indiana? How does that part work? Absolutely. There's 36 locals across the state of mm -hmm. Indiana. I was Miss Fort Wayne. I was living and working oh. in Fort Wayne at the time. And so I was Miss Fort Wayne. And once you win a local, one of those 36 locals, you're then eligible for Miss Indiana. I was actually the last Miss Indiana to win with the swimsuit competition in effect and the first Miss Indiana to not have have to compete in swimsuit at Miss America, mm -hmm. which is such a blessing for my journey because I was actually told I was too fat to be Miss Indiana. I was told I didn't have the right look. I didn't have the right brand to ever succeed in the Miss America program. And I chose to wear a one piece instead of a two piece, which was very controversial. I was the first Miss Indiana in 20 years to win in a one piece. So when they said swimsuit would be taken away, I was personally um, so thankful because I knew that I wanted this job because of the work I would do, not because of how I looked in a swimsuit. So you may get to Miss Indiana. Yeah. Um, did you have any inkling that you could win or that you would be <laughs> able to, to be that successful? I mean, what were your expectations going into it? Absolutely. So to give a little background, I obviously found out that I was interested in the organization at the age of 12 years old. I first went to the state level as a teen gotcha. um, in 2014 and in 2015, where I made top 10 as a teen. And then for the Miss Division, which is 17 to 25, my first year in 2016, I couldn't even make it. I did six local competitions. I could not seem to win. Um, and I think this came back to my mindset. I was believing those comments that I was too big, that um, my family you know, wasn't the right kind of family to have a, a Miss Indiana because people were very judgmental of my mother being gay. People were judgmental of my views. Um, and it was in 2018, after all of this failure, all of these times where I couldn't even make it to Miss Indiana, then I didn't make top 11 at Miss Indiana in 2017. And my final year, when I won Miss Fort Wayne, I decided, okay, this year, I'm just going to really hone in on who I am and what I want to accomplish. I'm going to forget what the naysayers are saying, forget the standards, and I'm going to create my own standard to show other young women from different home lives, from uh, you know different backgrounds, different beliefs, different sizes that they could do this too. And I didn't think I could win because I had had all that failure before, but I knew that I was the most confident I had ever been. And I think that's what the judges saw in me, and that's what pushed me over the edge. And somehow I went from a non-finalist to Miss Indiana 2018. Are you terrified during this uh, actual pass? pageant night uh, when you're out there uh, performing uh, mm -hmm. you know all the work that goes into making it to that point yeah. you have to show up at mm -hmm. that moment right absolutely uh, is is that really intimidating or mm -hmm. you'd had some experience where you're able to kind of take it all in stride it's 1000% terrifying if you let it be yeah. and for years I did let it be terrifying um, and I would take a, a loss as something that defined me. And then I realized with all of those losses that I had, those were actually helping me grow. I needed that failure in order to become a stronger, more 
you know, well-polished version of myself. And I wouldn't change anything about the timing of my journey. And I had gotten to a point uh, when I was on stage during Miss Indiana 2018 where I realized the growth I was going to have no matter what. So there was this element of peace, right? I knew that there were 35 other amazing, qualified, intelligent, talented young women. Any of them could be Miss Indiana. But I was also finally for the first time confident, you know what, but I could be Miss Indiana. And even though I'm different and I've been told by some people I couldn't, I believe in what I could do. And so it was having this element of a peaceful mindset that I think just made me seem comfortable and confident that year. So you win it. Yeah. They introduce your name or whatever. Um, you always see the iconic moment of the two women kind of staring <laughs> yes. at each other. Did that happen? Yes. So it was down oh, to wow. me in my first runner up. And I didn't, again, I didn't think it was me. And I truly am not saying that. I mean, I had never been in the top five before. Right. So I was expecting to get called fourth runner up. And then I'm at the bottom two, just in disbelief. Um, and thankfully, my first runner up was also a dear friend of mine. I mean, truly the women in this organization, that's another misconception. We love each other. We are, it's a sisterhood. Uh, mm-hmm. We are there to empower one another. And so at that point, I remember us saying to each other, this job is in good hands no matter what. And so it was going to be a very uh, exciting moment either way for me. But I'm still pretty shook that it was me. But <laughs> <laughs> So how much longer after that do you have to prepare for Miss America? So for my year, I had three months. Okay. Um, that's when Miss America was held in Atlantic City on ABC in September. So I had about three months, a really quick turnaround, if you think about it, going from a state competition to a national competition where I would be competing against a girl from each state. But it was a whirlwind. Did you do the same song? So by the way, mm, yeah, Lydia is an incredible singer. Uh, <laughs> we you. just watched her uh, recording, a recording of her singing That's Life by Frank Sinatra. You won. The mm-hmm. talent competition at Miss America. Yes. I, that is an amazing accomplishment. What about that song and that mm-hmm. performance? So, again, my journey was one of a lot of failure and adversity, not just in my pageant life, but coming from a small town um, where people weren't very accepting of my family or my mother's sexuality or my views. Um, that's life always resonated with me because it's all about when people tell you you're not enough or when you failed at first, you pick up and you try again and you don't give up on your dreams you don't give up on who you are you are just confident within that and as I've talked about that's something that I feel very strongly on so um, I sang that for Miss Indiana Mm -hmm. and it went over very well so I decided that's absolutely what I want to sing at the Miss America level I want to share my story and share this song that's more than just a pretty song it's all about you know everything I've been through Most 22-year-old kids are not listening to a lot of Frank Sinatra, um, but you love that kind of music, right? I do. I do. I love oldies, like, you know, classic uh, musical theater. So, of course, anything from the 50s to 60s kind of resonates within that genre. My mother... excuse me, my mother's a music teacher. So I think okay. that kind of gives me my background on music where I, I'm not your typical pop or rap and country, although I respect those genres for what they are. I really love pure and raw vocalists. So you get that with the oldies. Watching the performance, you have soaring vocals. Um, you are really emoting on stage. Yeah. Like it, it seems that this is something that came from the heart mm-hmm. while you're performing. Mm-hmm. Um in Miss America. So how much of that is show craft and how much of that is like genuinely from inside you? I would actually say that the vocal part is showmanship. Of course, I worked on that song every day. I wanted to make sure that even if I lost my voice, I could sing that song because it's Miss America. You only get to do that once. But when it came to how I performed it and how I staged it, I spent hours really thinking, 
you know, how does this resonate to me? And I tried to make it as genuine and as conversational and telling a story as much as possible. Um, and, and I staged it very intentionally because I wanted to tell that story to the audience. So it was much more about emotion. I noticed that you had to do it in like 90 seconds. Yes. So did they give you a specific mm-hmm. time limit? Yeah, at the local, state, and national level, you have to have your talent be no more than 90 seconds. So it's a version of the song, not yes. the whole song. Yes. Um, 15th in Miss America. Yeah, I was in the top 15. top 15. I don't know where I I was between 11 and 15. Let's just hope I was 11. So yeah, not 15th, <laughs> folks, but top 15. <laughs> yes. Uh, what an accomplishment, too. That had to be, to, to do that so with the incredible too. talent from around the country, that, yeah. that's exciting, right? Really, really exciting. And I mean, I loved my Miss America sisters. Again, the year I went to Miss America, I had lost four locals. I mean, I won Miss Fort Wayne that year, but I had done three prior to that that I lost. Um, so I wasn't expecting to even, and we hadn't had someone make the final since 2012 in Indiana. So I wasn't expecting to be the next one. And then I won talent, which was $2,000 in scholarship and such a blessing. And that was 50% of the score. So I knew that I had a a pretty good chance of making the finals. And when I did, I couldn't believe it. We had a Harvard graduate in my Miss America (laughs) class. We had, you know, people who had performed on cruise ships. Um, my Miss Louisiana is on Broadway right now. I mean, it's just such an accomplished young woman. So... Lydia Tremaine is a psychology major here at Trine University. She also was Miss Indiana in 2018, finished in the top 15 for Miss America, and won the talent competition. Is your is the pageant part of your life over, or would, would you continue to do that at some level? So Miss Indiana, you can only hold a state title once. Miss gotcha. Indiana is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I was able to travel the state as my full-time job for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, really, you wouldn't want to do that twice because it's such an amazing year um, and and you kind of want to leave it how you've done it. Um, But I'm definitely going to be involved with the organization the rest Mm -hmm. of my life. I'm a volunteer. I help young women as they prepare, um, go to locals, run the princess programs, do anything I can to help. So now you're a full-time student. Yes. Uh, Let's hear about your journey. How do you end up at Trine University? Let's hear about that. So Trine is amazing in the fact that they have wonderful partnerships with the Miss Indiana program specifically. So again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're a scholarship program, not a beauty pageant. And so we have partnerships with certain colleges, Trine being one of them, where Trine says, hey, if you win Miss Indiana, we will offer you a full ride here. I'm the first Miss Indiana to ever take advantage of that partnership. I think they've had it um, offered to each Miss Indiana for about five years, but um A year and a half ago, I was working full-time before being Miss Indiana um, to be able to afford my online education. I was in, in, you know, a rough situation in terms of my financial abilities to afford education. And so when I found out that somewhere near my hometown, somewhere that had what I wanted to study, was offering a full ride after I won Miss Indiana, it just made sense to come here. Why psychology? So I used to think I wanted to go into music education. Uh, That's what my mother did, and that was my platform as Miss Indiana, was keeping the arts live in schools. And it was during my year as Miss Indiana, I was going into hundreds of schools, right? And I was meeting all of these children. Um, And I, as I had spoken briefly about earlier, had struggled with my mental health at a young age due to feeling like I didn't belong in my community and that my family was rejected at certain times from my community. And I saw that a lot with young kids. I saw that mindset and mental health, it it is such a rise of a problem. And I realized that I could be um, more of use to the next generation, helping them um, with their mindset and uh, potentially being a therapist. I'm not sure quite what kind of therapist yet, but I know that I want to help people overcome their own mental health issues. 
Is Lydia Tremaine just another face on campus, or do people know that you're Miss Indiana slash, you know, one of the finalists for Miss America? <laughs> like, does that ever come up? Um, it comes up, you know, I don't just say it to people. Right. I mean, if they come in my dorm room, they see all of the pictures, right? And then they ask me about it. Or um, if they follow me on Instagram and they see, a, obviously, my affiliation with the organization. But it's not something that comes up unless it comes up generically. It's not something I just shove in people's face because there are so many misconceptions. So I try to, when it comes up, break down um, everything that people think it is. Because as you can see, I'm just your typical college student. Um, I, I'm not what people would stereotype me to be. Are you? What are you involved in on campus? I'm in the university choir right now. Oh, cool. And um, I'm a performer on the side of being a full-time student. So right now I'm casting the Wild Party at Three Rivers Music Theater. Um, that opens February 21st, and it runs for a month. So if you want to go see an awesome musical production, you'll have to check that out. Um, so I love to perform on the side. And um, other than that, I'm really just on the grind with school and everything. Full-time student, also putting on a musical and involved with the <laughs> choir and Miss Indiana and all the rest of it. Um as far as trying university goes, mm-hmm. um, first semester here, yes, they have the program that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you found a home here at Trine? I do. And of course I came here knowing I was coming here truly because of the financial benefit. And uh, then when I got here, I just loved how at home it feels. It's small and I like that. Um, I'm someone who never really loved the larger university feel. Um, I really like a one-on-one approach with my professors. I feel like I get that here at Trine. I feel like there's opportunities for every student to get involved in, which I find really important. Um, And I mean, the people are just really down to earth. And again, I'm not far from here. So I love Angola. I'm familiar with Angola. And it's just a great place to go to school. She's another one of the great parts of the Trine University family, Lydia Tremaine, 2018 Miss Indiana, and uh, a great part of Trine University today. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Trine Talk. Follow Andy Brown on his Twitter feed at Trine Voice. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.